Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Welcome, friends, to another edition of the Insurgents Podcast. Hey, what's up out there? <laughs> and that's Jeffrey. He is with me once again to converse about various and sundry aspects of the kingdom of God and the gospel of the kingdom. And so in this episode, which I think is episode number 3015, is that... You got it right again. That's like... <laughs> oh, I'm I think you got like two or three in a row. Wow. The anointing is flowing. The anointing wow. is flowing. Let's talk about co-working and the kingdom of God. This is an okay. issue that, oh, is really close to my heart. Yes, yeah. Is one that burdens me mm-hmm. on a continuous basis. Yeah. And I want to just sort of open it up. I'll start this way. I believe that one of the greatest assets in seeing the kingdom of God advance is to see those who are preaching the gospel of the kingdom to find ways of networking together, Mm. laboring together, and co-working. And one of the things that keeps it from advancing is the refusal by servants of the Lord to work with others. We have, especially in the West, a very strong compulsion to be solo artists in ministry. That's right. To to work as a solo act, not to be in a co-working relationship with anyone else. Mm. And I see this in all layers from Christian authorship to pastoring to raising up churches to every other aspect of ministry. And it really grieves me, and I believe Mm. it grieves the Lord. Amen. Woven into the fabric of God's work is this principle of co-laboring. You see it in the ministry of Jesus when he is calling his disciples. It's very clear from the way that the Gospels read that they were in pairs. He chose them in pairs. Luke 10, Luke 10, chapter 1, Frank says, Now after this the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. There you go. Pairs, and that's the sending of the 70. And even when he calls the 12, you will see they're mentioned in pairs. Yes. And you often have Peter and John. You often have James and John. So you see this principle of pairs, and it extends over in the book of Acts. Yes. You have Paul and Barnabas. You have Paul and Silas. You have Peter and John. When you have a listing of the men whom Paul trained in Ephesus, mm-hmm. They're in pairs also. Acts 13, 2. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. There you go. Pairs. The Spirit sent them out. So co-working is built into the bloodstream of God's work, and yet it is so rarely seen in our day, brother. It is so rarely seen. Let me explain why... Christian leaders so often refuse to work with one another. Okay. There are two main reasons. Okay. And this extends not only to the issue of co-working, it also extends to the issue of inviting 
other ministers to share your platform, whether you're yes. a pastor of a church, yes. why is it that so many do not invite others to come yes. and speak to the Lord's people in that context? This extends to conference hosts that yeah. put on conferences, and they will only invite a certain kind of person. They will not extend the invitations to others. The roots are all the same yeah. when it comes to preventing co-working and cross-pollinating. It extends to somebody writing a book whereby they took ideas from another individual who wrote a book 10 years earlier, mm -hmm. and now they take those ideas, they put it in their own book, and they know how to market, and so the book becomes a bestseller, and yet they will never go to the person whose ideas they took. Wow. That happens. Wow. <laughs> this moves into so many areas, but the main reason why we see so little co-working is because of, number one, jealousy. Yeah, yes. That is feeling yes. threatened that you're going to be outshined. Yes. And number two, fear of diversity. Mm. Which you know all about from another context. Yeah, yes. Um, he's different than we are. She's yeah. different than we are. So let me kind of break those apart and look at them a little bit closer. Jealousy. Let's, let's just say that we are living in the 1980s, and there is a music artist. Curtis Blow. <laughs> music artist, Curtis Blow. Oh, yeah, he's a rapper. He's a rapper. And so Curtis Blow wants to put together a conference. Mm -hmm. He pours money and advertising in this conference, and he's the one who invites various people. Yes. So he will invite you know, this artist, he will invite this band, he will invite this other artist. But there's one man he's not going to invite. And that is Michael Jackson. Nice. And why is he not going to invite Michael Jackson to that concert? Because Michael Jackson will steal the show. <laughs> he will steal Everybody the show. will be there for Michael. Everybody will come for Michael. Not only that, but let's say that Michael is up and coming. Michael's going to wipe the floor. That's right. The only person they're going to be talking about is Michael. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's jealousy, brothers and sisters. That's fear. That's feeling threatened. I don't want somebody to outshine me. There are certain people whom the Lord has gifted tremendously of experience, spiritual insight, and Jeffrey, they will not be invited to certain big conferences yes. for the very reasons I stated. Yes. And it's a shame because it's not about the Lord's people. No. It's not about the message of God. Which is what it should be. About. Which is what it should be. It's about saving face. It's about appearance management. It's about who gets the glory yes. and who doesn't and on and on and on. And this is the same reason why many pastors will not invite other people to come in and speak. Yes. Unless, the only way they'll do that is if they are far less gifted than they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's no threat. I've heard that. I mean, I've heard that firsthand. Different gatherings of pastors and some pastors saying, you know, well, I won't let such and such come. And then you have to really listen to the words to my church, my church. My church, not the Church of Jesus Christ, not even our fellowship, but my I won't let people come to my church, yeah, because my people mm -hmm. is that possessive pronoun again, mine will like them more than me, yeah, and they might leave my church yeah, and is. go to their church. There it is. And and so I'll lose members. There you go. And then I heard that straight out. And then I've heard people a lot say that jokingly. Right. But in the city and whatever in that context, sometimes we say that's like that's like instead of coming through the front door, you're going through the back door. 
they mean it, but they try to say it jokingly to try to play it off. Play but it. you can tell. And so, yeah, like you just said, instead of the concern being God's people and hearing the kingdom of God message through another voice, mm. you know, that God is using and being concerned about the people, it's about me, myself, and I, mm. and power, authority, Damn. and control. And yeah. said, yeah. As I was hearing you speak, Jeffrey, I am not aware of anybody who talks about this. I've never heard anybody talk about it. I haven't either. Not like this, not in this form, <laughs> no, no. No, I haven't. But it is a real issue, and you know, it's true. brother, I'm I'm sure, you know, some, some people may not know me and my work, they, they may not know you and your work, and I know you have invited people to come and speak congregation that you serve, I know that, so you model that. Well, if I can interject, at the Deeper Christian Life Network Conference uh, this past July, Frank brought in another speaker who had written extensively about the topic mm. that was there. I really, we sat and listened, and so this person came from a different perspective in some mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. Frank likes to give us a lot of practical handles not only to make the message relevant, but to be able to apply it in your life. And this brother came with some other practical handles. He had books. Mm -hmm. You know, he was accessible to talk to. And you brought him to an audience that I would say predominantly had never heard of him before. Oh, absolutely. Even though absolutely. he's, you know, he's written a lot of books and mm -hmm. he's been in ministry for a long time. I had never heard of him before. So I got exposure to someone who I had never heard of before, with some additional resources to help me in my own personal spiritual formation, which then is just going to overflow into the people of God that I get to serve, into their spiritual formation. You know, it's like that old Breck hair show, hairspray commercial. You know, they told two friends, and they told two friends, and they told, you know, it just spreads out. But you, you model that behavior. You also, as we were sitting here, because I was thinking about it this morning, you know, you co-authored a couple books with Leonard Sweet, mm -hmm. George Barna. Yep. I forgot. Her name's Mary... Mary DeMuth. DeMuth, yeah. You know, and so I personally heard you say how difficult it is to write a book just yourself. So if it's difficult to write a book just by yourself, mm -hmm. it's got to be more difficult to write a book with someone else, to sacrifice, to do that. And, you know, and so not to like trying to put Frank up on a pedestal and say, blah, 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 but it's the truth and you model that behavior. And then lastly, well, I'm sitting here talking with you right now. So, I mean, you know, you're yeah, talking I, about I thought of that. <laughs> co-working. Yeah, you're talking about co-working. I mean, you know, you invited me to be a part of this. And I'm not a person with, you know, a big following. Some of you... It's probably most of you, probably first time you've heard my voice. But even, and then that hits the diversity too. Because I'm an African-American male who serves in the inner city of Philadelphia. And Frank is a Caucasian, Italian member of Thank our you. church. You know. <laughs> and uh, so, so we have, you know, so bringing together these different perspectives. Yeah. Under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And what's the benefit for the people of God. So... You model that behavior. Well, I appreciate it. And, and I, I thank the Lord, you know, for your heart to, to demonstrate that. So it's not only a burden, it is a burden for you, and you talk about it, but I believe that the Lord has empowered you and given you a platform to talk about it because you're walking in it too. Well, I appreciate that very much. Amen. The hope in my heart is that 
this podcast will reach leaders, will reach conference hosts, Amen. will reach pastors, and will challenge them by the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know? And yes. I'd like to see a change because Amen. so far I've not seen change. And by so far, I mean last year I wrote an article entitled Why Christian Leaders Don't Work Together. And it's on my blog, frankviola.org. Yeah. I read it. And I appreciate that. So we have one person who's read it. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, I was putting it out there and hoping, boy, I hope conference hosts get this, I hope pastors get this, and let's start seeing some changes. And so far, there's been nothing uh, so far. But yeah, I'm hoping so far, that so this far. podcast will get on the radar of the right people and we'll yes. start seeing changes. Yes. And I'll be able to testify. Yes. Hey, brother so-and-so, yeah. sister so-and-so, put on a conference and look what they did. Amen. Amen. That has not yet happened. You know, one of the things that I always wonder about when I do release an article that is targeting a certain group of people, uh-huh. if the readers who are on my blog actually think to send the article to the people who actually need to hear it. Do you follow what I'm saying? I got you. So if I, if I write an article, say, well, I did it recently. I wrote an article on pacifism, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I talked about leaders... Who are preaching pacifism, mm-hmm. and it wasn't negative at all. No, it was. It was. It was positive, but it, there was also a challenge embedded in that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe any of my readers sent that article to any of the pacifist speakers and leaders and voices. I don't believe that. Now, maybe they did, mm-hmm. but I've never seen it come up on anybody's Twitter feed. Well, I'm speaking of these leaders. I've never yes. seen it come yes. up on their Facebook page. None of them have ever reached out to me. So. I just say this by the way of encouraging people, if there is a message, and it doesn't have to be from me, from anybody, Amen. there is a message and you can see that it applies to a certain kind of individual, you know, maybe a pastor, maybe a leader, maybe an author, maybe a conference host, and you can see that it's addressed to that group, then consider sending the link to the people who you think will benefit from it who you believe need to hear it. Because, sisters and brothers, that's how change happens. Amen. It doesn't happen with you reading an article or listening to a message and it just sort yeah. of dies with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Amen. it's through sharing yeah. that, sharing that it, God... Yeah. It is through sharing that God brings the message to those who need to hear it. So, anyway, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, and, you know, just to piggyback on that, you know, you wrote an article, a blog post, I believe, about... The ministry dream team. Yes, sir. And, you know, so I have to repent now. (laughs) I read it, and I was like, oh, I don't fit that criteria. So it was like, okay, well, amen, Lord. I pray for that ministry dream team, make it happen. But I do know people, I don't know them personally, but I can share things with them that do fit the criteria. Okay. And until you said that just now, I never thought about it. So it needed to be said. Because right. maybe there's others who are like me, yeah. sitting and listening to the podcast right now, that would say, wow, that's a great idea. I never thought about that. And actually follow through and do it. Uh, well, the second reason why Christian leaders do not work together, so many of them, is fear of diversity. And I want to yeah. explore that a little bit. In the New Testament, specifically in the Gospels, we have three men whom Jesus called to follow him. And they became apostolic workers. Peter was one of them, John was another, and then, of course, we have Paul, who Mm -hmm. the Lord later called in the book of Acts. Well, if you look at the circumstances 
at the time in which they were called, they were doing something mm -hmm. concerning their trade. So Peter was out casting nets. He's a fisherman. And Jesus called him while he was engaged in that yes, activity. Yes. John was mending. Yes. He was repairing something that had been broken mm. while Jesus came and called him. He was restoring. Yes. And then Paul was a tent maker. Okay. And that was his occupation, uh, which really is someone who builds with leather, a leather worker. He's a builder. Yes. And interestingly enough, when you look carefully at the ministries of Peter, Paul, and John, you can see that their physical occupation matched their spiritual emphasis, or mm -hmm. as you would say, their area of operations. Yeah, there you go. Their a military term. Their, their AO. AO, which you taught me, by the way. <laughs> I'm indebted. Their assignment, their yeah. AO. Yeah. And so Peter's AO, his area of operations, was that to be a fisher of men. He was an yes. evangelist. Amen. He's one who cast the net. He's the one who brought in the Jews and the Gentiles into Amen. the kingdom of God. You know, he's the earner in yeah. the mafia church. All right. Amen. All right. <laughs> Forget about that. Forget about it. <laughs> So he is the, he is the outreach oriented mm -hmm. worker. Then you have Paul, and he was a tent maker, so he built he built, built. tents, and he is one who builds the house of God. Yeah, he is the builder, and he takes the fish, and he puts them in a building, as so to speak. He puts them in the tent. He's the builder. He, he puts together the pieces, mm -hmm. the assembly. He raises up the ecclesia. He Amen. raises up God's house. He's the builder. And that's his AO, Amen. area of operations, his assignment. And then John, he was restoring, if you yes. recall. If you yes. look at his letters, the very end of the New Testament, his epistles. Yes. The church, the body of Christ, the body of Christ had strayed from its original foundations from the original message. And John is this prophetic voice that's bringing us back mm. to first things. Amen. To restoring that which was lost. Yes. He's this prophetic voice who is restoring God's original intention when it had been lost sight of. And that's the area of operations yeah. of John. Amen. And you need all three ministries all three. in the body of Christ. I'm talking about the larger body of Christ. You need the Peters who are bringing in the fish mm -hmm. evangelism. You need the Pauls who are building the house of God Amen. into a community, yeah. a kingdom community. Kingdom community. That's the building ministry. And then you have John, who is the prophetic voice who restores that which has been lost, who calls us back to first things. And what I have found, Jeffrey, is when you look at various movements in the body, mm -hmm. some of them are made up of all Peters. Yes. And so the only people they invite to speak are the Peters. The Peters. More Peters. Peters are comfortable with Peters. Peters are not very comfortable with Pauls. Mm-hmm. Because Paul's are not outward focused as much as they are inward focused. They're focused on the building. Yeah. You see? And then you have the Johns, and both the Pauls and particularly the Peters don't like the Johns because they're so prophetic. They're calling they're calling things back to what was original. 
And so they are going to point out the sacred cows. They're going to oh, put the spotlight on traditions. They're going to troublemakers. <laughs> <laughs> and so there is this fear of diversity, and that is why certain voices yes. will not be invited to speak in certain yeah. conferences. I'll give you an example of Peter's, and you kind of know this because you were part of a seminary that focused on the missional element. Yes, yes. Missional today, and I have many friends who are part of that, movement, so to speak, and I wouldn't really call it a movement. I think it's more of an emphasis. Well, that's another conversation. It's not focused on the eternal purpose of God. It's more focused on reaching lost people. Amen. It's really the ministry of Peter. Yeah. That's really Amen. what it is. Amen. Okay, so you go out to where the people are. You're a fisher of men. Mm -hmm. and then there's a discipleship piece, too. I understand that. But the emphasis is that of Peter's ministry. Well, here's the thing. At most of those conferences meaning people who put on those conferences, mm -hmm. they will not invite the Pauls wow. or the Johns. That's right. Everybody who attends those conferences yeah. and speaks wow. are Peters, yeah. by yeah. and large. Yeah. And what's happening there is that phenomena and those circles are suffering yes. from a lack of a revelation of the eternal Hallelujah. purpose of God, yes. living by the indwelling yes. life of Christ, yes. raising up the kingdom of God as a colony Hallelujah. of heaven on earth. Yes. It's not there. I have talked to so many of them and they say, Frank, it's not there. It's not there. I've been in those circles, the missional piece, and it's not there. And I haven't been understanding why I don't fit. <laughs> I should fit, but yeah. But. I was just recently talking to a brother last year who visited me. He said identically what you just said. Wow. Because he's part of that thing. Uh -huh. And, you know, I hope, I hope to the Lord that this changes. Amen. I hope that, Jesus, you know, there needs to be a revelation that, hey, yeah. we're missing something. Yeah. And I'm not just singling out the missional. I'm just yeah. saying yeah. that in any tribe, I can so name many others, mm -hmm. we only bring in the people who are just like us. Yeah. And brother and sister, the Peters need the Pauls. And they need the Johns. Amen. And the Pauls need the Peters and the Johns, and the Johns need the Peters, and they need the Pauls. And would to God that there would be conferences on this planet that would have all three. Oftentimes, Jeffrey, the ministry of Paul and John are embodied in the same person. Amen. Yeah. Because we're living in a day that yeah. what's being restored yes. is, the building is the building of God's house. Yes. Yes. So the Johns yes. and the Pauls yes. often are one and the same, yes. at least in the day in which we live. Yes. I really hope that we start seeing the needle move on this. Amen. We start seeing changes made. But it really requires the cross. Because, Hallelujah. Because yes. fear is something that is in every human being. It's in our flesh, fear of diversity, mm -hmm. when diversity is a sign of fullness. Amen. A body is diverse. Yes. You cannot have fullness without diversity. Amen. And I will also say, brother, that jealousy is of the flesh. Amen. The feeling or the fear of being outshined. Yes. That must go to the cross. Amen. And so the solution to both of these issues that stand in the way of co-working and cross-pollinating and co-laboring is, is the cross. The cross. Cross of Jesus. Applied to the flesh. Amen. Die to it. Lay it down. God's solution is execution. <laughs> and, and you know, Frank, to, to piggyback on that is earlier when I shared about systemic and institutional racism, and I talked about 
and employing people. I said, people want to be around people who are like them. Exactly. There it so is. that's a worldly attitude it and is behavior. Worldly. And there it is, the worldly attitude and behavior being injected into the body of Christ. And how do we deal with that? Well, through the cross, and this is why the kingdom, and as you point out in, in the book Insurgents, the world system is the chief enemy of the kingdom of God. And we see that just in that analogy, mm. that, that piece right there, because it, it's Absolutely. so true, because of the lack of diversity. And so we're acting just like the world Amen, system operates A- in Amen, the kingdom. Brother. In the world, you have this hierarchical model on every aspect of it. And what is really operating there is power. Yes, and so the things that threaten power produce jealousy. I don't want this person to be seen or heard because they'll outshine me. And also fear of diversity. They're different than I am. They may take away with what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the speaker that I had speak at the Deeper Christian Life Conference, we're diverse. Yes. He's not the same as I am. Yes. We have yes. a lot of differences. Yes, yes. But... That didn't prevent me from extending an invitation That's to right. him. That's right. Because he has a piece that I wanted God's people to be exposed Amen. to. And that's the key. That's it. God's people God, to be exposed it's, it's to. It's not about Jesus you. Christ being enthroned. It's not yes. about me. Yes. It's yes. about the Lord and his yes. people and his yes. house to be built. Oh, and we yeah. have to have the Peters and we have to have the Pauls and we have to have the Johns. Neglecting them because of fear of diversity and jealousy is to suffer major loss in the Lord's work and the kingdom ends up suffering as well. But it is, it is the world system. In any business, you have all these elements operating. You have jealousy. It's called professional jealousy. Well, in Babylon, you know, when, when God's people are operating along the principles of the world system, which is Babylonian Mm -hmm. at its core, then you have the same thing. You have Religious jealousy. Yes. And fear of diversity as well. Yes. And it's sad and it's doing damage to the body of Christ. So I pray, amen, this co-laboring together in the name of Jesus. And I love to say God's solution is execution. Well, praise the Lord. Well, we'll end it here. And so instead of saying amen, we'll just say forget forget about about it. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the Insurgents has begun. Don't miss it.